hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Wish you could stop spending money on things you don't really value? Tired of experiencing the debt depression spiral, meaning experiencing the euphoria of buying something only to regret later when the bill comes in, then spending more money to make yourself feel better again and again and again? If so, you're not alone. And luckily, you're listening to episode number 332 of the Queer Money Podcast, because today we're sharing nine ways to stop spending money on things you don't really need and probably don't really, really want. And this continues our year-long series with our sponsor, Capital One, about financial well-being. Now, on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Husband. Yes. <laughs> we can't stop spending money. <laughs> We're not alone. <laughs> Nobody can stop spending money. Yeah. Spend, 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 spend our way into misery. <laughs> right. I, I know it's it's kind of crazy how everybody was talking about how they weren't spending during COVID because they couldn't go out and do the things that they want. And now we see debt on credit cards going even higher than it was before the pandemic. You know, that was one of the nice things during the pandemic is people were actually paying their credit cards off, but that is completely reversed. We're back to spending and we're actually back to spending even more. <laughs> yeah. So people's discretionary spending has escalated. So the things that they don't necessarily need, but more want. So travel has gone up, dining out has gone up. But then on top of that, you had factor in inflation. And so the things that people actually need has also gone up. So that makes things even harder for people. And then when you factor in shrinkflation, <laughs> people are getting less for what they used to get before the pandemic. Uh, so there's all these, like this is like this trifecta of things going against people. And it's just making people a little bit more anxious, I think, yeah, with exactly. their expenses. And you know, I don't think it's the fault of individuals. I mean, yes, we all have some responsibility in our own Absolutely. personal finances. We're not completely immune to our behaviors affecting our own lives. But we have to acknowledge the fact that there are things stacked against us. I mean, we live in a consumer society. We've Our betters have made a society for us designed for consumption. And every time there's a dip in spending, somebody comes out and says, America needs to spend again to improve the American economy. And then on fact, that on top of the fact that there's a whole science of people working behind the scenes, trying to motivate us to spend more and more and more. I mean, yeah. um, I remember back, back in my days in retail, and I just couldn't believe the instruction manuals that would come to us and telling us how exactly to lay out and design the store in such a way that would encourage people to buy more things than they may be otherwise intended. Yeah, I, you know, I remember working in retail and it was always point of purchase. How do we increase the number of of items at the point of purchase. How can we put something in front of people or suggest something to someone? Did you check out this or have you seen this sale? Even when they're ready to buy, we're still saying you need to buy more. Yeah, always need to buy more. And that's exactly how you know grocery stores are, are laid out exactly to encourage people to buy more. I just learned the other day that 
retailers realize that in grocery stores, items that are more sort of at eye level or on the middle shelf get purchased more. So they put in the the items that they want to try to get rid of or the higher price items there that's sort of at eye level to encourage people to buy more. Fortunately for me, I'm short, so I can't even see that high. <laughs> well, it kind of it kind of makes me think of, okay, so does has top shelf liquor moved to the middle shelf? And now you want middle shelf liquor because it's actually well, the top shelf liquor. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that. I I have noticed that when you go to some some retailers, even liquor stores or state stores if you're in Pennsylvania, <laughs> The top shelf doesn't always have the most expensive items anymore. They've yeah. kind of they people have figured that out, and they they know exactly where they want to look or not look, so they don't buy things they don't really need. But now retailers are thinking, okay, we're going to chase your eyes. We're going to figure out where your eyes go. Right. And then on top of that, you've got Christmas music. Some stores <laughs> starts in Halloween, and you just told me about this crazy thing I didn't know about. <laughs> right, Christmas in July sales. People, we we are actually now being encouraged to whether it's buy gifts for people in July or buy gifts in July for December, which can be a good tactic for spreading your spending. But more often than not, what that Christmas in July is really doing is encouraging people to spend money now and spend money later because they're not going to discourage us from spending money in November and December, yeah. right? So it really is just, they're trying to get a bigger share of the wallet. You bastard. <laughs> and we're a lot of what we've talked about thus far has been mostly brick and mortar stores, but the online retailers are just as sneaky. Yes, they are. So let's not give them a pass. They know exactly what they're doing. Facebook ads. So <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> shop. <laughs> exactly. So last year, our Crewmendy Podcast sponsor, Capital One, did a study, post-pandemic study, to sort of gauge how folks were feeling about their finances post-pandemic. They called it their Capital One Financial Wellbeing Survey, and we did a deep dive into that on episode 276 of the Queer Money Podcast. But what we wanted to dive a little bit deeper in today was one of the questions that they asked in that survey, which was, what financial habits would you most like to change? And we were kind of surprised by some of the answers then and are still surprised by the answers today. The most popular response was people at 44% wanted to stop spending on things they don't need. How do I stop spending on things I don't really need? So this isn't stopping spending on things that I actually need. This is the discretionary portion of your budget. How do I stop spending on things I don't really need? Yeah, yeah I think it's interesting. Nearly half of people said that they wanted to stop spending money on things that they don't need. And I kind of couple that with, we've talked about this before, the data that came out, I know it was reported in CNBC, but I can't remember where the data came from, who, who surveyed or found it. 47% of millennials saying that they were spending money they didn't have to keep up with their friends. Right. So couple the buying things we don't need along with feeling compelled to spend money we don't have. No wonder people... We're talking about how do I change my spending habits? Yeah. The second most popular response in that survey from Capital One was people wanted to stop their impulse spending at 41% respondents said that. And that's not necessarily things that you don't need or value. It's just not necessarily the right time to buy those things. So you might need an item that you're impulsively purchasing at that point in time, but you may not necessarily have the cash to pay for it. And so it kind of it kind of helps you get in that debt depression spiral because you still need the item, but you haven't prepared to purchase the item. Or it could be things that you don't necessarily need and you're impulse spending on things you don't necessarily want or need. 
Right. And then the, the third most common answer of what financial habit folks would like to, to change is that they're not saving for a rainy day. Their rainy day fund is dry. Yeah. Dry as a bone. And now at 38%, so we're we're talking more than a third of people are saying they don't have enough money or they're not saving for emergencies. And what's interesting is to solve that third one, you really kind of have to focus on the first two, right? How do you stop buying things you don't need and eliminating those impulse purchases, especially on things that you don't need or the things that you may be buying now that cause you financial stress, maybe put putting it on a credit card or something like that, which actually can take away money that you would have to put into your rainy day fund. Exactly. So we're here to provide some solutions. <laughs> we're going to provide nine tips to stop spending money unnecessarily. So we're tackling that first response from folks from the Capital One Financial Wellbeing Survey. And tip number one, David. <laughs> yeah. The first one I think is it is very common. And it was what was basically our foundation of why we were spending recklessly without being money conscious. And that's simply not having a plan for your money. You don't have any idea where your money should go, not understanding what you want your future to look like, right? And so there's a lot of ways that you can solve that. You know, John and I have talked about vision boards, sitting down and writing out what your financial goals are, adding that to your screensaver on your phone or on your computer, write out a list of things that you really have as financial goals. And you know, a lot of times buying things that we don't need, or this is actually a really good one for your impulse buys. If you have a list of things that you actually need to purchase, you truly want to purchase, then put those into a list. And every time you feel this impulse to buy something, and you answer that question to yourself, do I need this right now? Shift over to your list of what you truly need to buy, then satisfy that need, that desire to buy something by buying something you actually truly do need, especially if you do have the cash for it. Right yeah, now. that's a good idea. Get that dopamine rush by doing something that actually that provides you true value or addresses a true need of yours. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we're oftentimes asked in, in interviews, you know, if we had one piece of financial advice to give people, what would we want to have them walk away with? And it's more often than not, we, we we say this, figure out what it is you truly, truly want. I think most people don't know what they truly want. And because of that, they don't spend according to their values because they don't like us at that once upon a time in your, don't know what our values are, <laughs> right? So we got to figure that out. And then once you kind of do that, you can sort of align everything accordingly. And it makes them that much easier to reach your goals, anything from paying off debt to buying a house to traveling across the world. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. Tip number two is to know your spending triggers and plan accordingly. We all have our weak moments, you know, like after work, right? Between the, the drive from work to home is really hard for some people. They got to stop somewhere. Once upon a time, we couldn't pass the liquor store on our way home. Or Whole Foods. Or Whole Foods, yeah. So know what your spending triggers are and do what you can to try to avoid those spending triggers. We did a deep dive into spending triggers and five ways to fight them on episode 170 of the Queer Money Podcast. But your, your triggers might be a hard day or a good day 
or you might have that friend you can't or trust target right <laughs> some for some folks i and i see this meme going around all the uh, a lot about i i just don't go to go to target anymore and that's actually true your trigger might actually be walking into the store so if you're not prepared when you walk into the store i don't know how many times i've done this i walk into the store and i need one thing and i almost feel an existential crisis, maybe, <laughs> to walk up to the line to get into line, the line to check out or do self checkout with one thing, and I'm almost like I have this moment where I have to stop and say, "Okay, what else should I buy? What else do I need to buy?" Right? And so that can't that could be your trigger. Is your trigger is going to the store? So if that's your trigger, make sure you go prepared. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that sort of speaks to the science of how stores are designed, right? You, they, they've made it so that I mean, we've mocked, laughed about this before, but at the check, every checkout counter now everywhere has multiple little things you can just throw into your bag or your basket to <laughs> to add a couple of dollars here and there that you don't really need. And none of us are immune, immune to it, right? No. I mean, how how many times I looked over at John and I said, "Do you want that?" Yeah, just the other day, he's like, I'm on a diet right now. Just the other day, he goes, do you want a Reese's peanut butter cup? Yes, I do. But one, I don't need the calories. And no, we don't need to spend the money. Right. So tip number three. All right. Use only cash. What? No. Yeah, I know. This is... Uh, you sound like K-Fed. Get rid of the penny. Right. It, well, and it's, it's for a lot of folks today, especially, I would say, millennials and centennials, this is, oh, this is so... You sound like an okay boomer, right? This is such <laughs> an old thing to do is to carry cash. But the data shows over and over again, people who use debit cards typically spend about 12% more than they would if they were using cash. People use credit cards, typically spend about 18% more than they would when they were using cash. And it is it is that kind of add-on effect right, that can ha- happen. It's the add the appetizer. It's add the whatever is at point of purchase at the, at the checkout stand. It's add that extra, okay, oh, I would look great. I look great in this. Maybe I should get it in another color too, right? And you wouldn't normally do that if you had cash. Because you wouldn't have the money to be able to do that, right? Yeah, so, it sort of forces guardrails for you. If you only have X number of dollars in your wallet, you can't spend any more than that. Otherwise, you're washing dishes at the restaurant before you go home. Although I will say for some folks, this may actually be a trigger, right? So some folks, if they have cash in their wallet, then they will spend, spend money that on burn, things that they shouldn't, burn. right? You know, heading to the vending machine or, oh, this is all, it's only $3 or it's only $7. I can afford it. I got the cash. Well, if it, that ends up being a trigger, then maybe th- number three, we'll change the list to being eight things instead of nine. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if I think you're more likely to spend have cash burning a hole in your wallet if you have smaller dollar bills. I think studies have also shown that if you have larger dollar bills in your wallet, you're less likely to part from that. It's a little bit harder to part from a hundred than it is from a one. So maybe to fight that effect, if you know that cash in your wallet is a spending trigger, maybe have just carry large bills. And then when you feel the need to do this, it makes more sense. Okay. For those who are just listening and not watching, I'm I'm, I'm shuffling my 100s out with my hands. He's doing dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> All right. Number four, John. Number four, remove digital wallet apps from your phone and credit card information from PayPal and other websites. So we've okay, all Okay, boomer. To... <laughs> yeah. So technology can be great, but it can also hurt us. And we have to keep in mind that Apple isn't just making these devices. Google isn't just making these devices to make our life easier. One, they want to track us a little bit more 
accurately. And two, they're in with they're trying to get us to spend money we don't necessarily want to spend, whether it's on a game or it's on a CD. You know, people can still buy CDs these days. Yeah. <laughs> and not a certificate of deposit. Yeah. So, you know, manage the devices that are trying to control you. Control the robots. Don't let them control you. So go into your app, remove Google pay, remove Apple pay from your phone. Actually, I don't even, can you remove that? Cause it's native to your, if you have an iPhone, right? You just don't, you just have remove your credit card from it. You can't use it if it doesn't right, have any true. of the information to be able to pass it on to the bank. Remove the or cash app. Unsign up. <laughs> unsubscribe. Right? Unsubscribe. From the Apple card, right? Apple has a card or a way for you to basically bank through them. So you may have to, to get rid of that. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do to update your PayPal, update your Venmo, all that. Make sure that those things aren't encouraging you. It's super great to have that convenience, but studies are showing that that convenience is causing more people to spend money they don't have on things they don't necessarily need. Yeah. Number five is a little bit more about timing. Don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry and don't shop at night online, right? So I, that pretty much means I can never go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the, the data shows that folks who go to the grocery store when they're hungry typically buy a lot more of kind of the empty nutrition foods, the things that they want to have and feel the desire to have right now, like cheesy poofs or potato chips or nuts or things like that because they want to open the bag up while they're at the store or when they get in the car or something like that. And so when you do that, you oftentimes put those kinds of empty calorie foods into your cart and then you get home and you eat the empty calories and then you realize, well, actually now you do need a real meal. Instead, yeah. if you were to just do the real meal when you got home. So or... you spend money that you don't need to spend or didn't want to spend. And then you also eat calories that you don't want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the flip side of that, studies are also showing that people spend more money online when they're shopping at night. When so they're drinking wine. Yeah. So try not to shop at night. Try to do it in the morning before you go to work because you're not going to just browse the internet in the morning before you go to work or even if you're at work, right? Because you don't want your boss to sneak around the corner and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so do your do whatever your necessary purchases online are at work and you're less likely to spend more money like you would later at night. Yeah. And I will say, you know, with so many people working remotely, it may be worthwhile to sign up for a tracker on your laptop or on your computer so you actually see where you're at or what you're doing while you're working during the day because you may find that you are actually perusing websites to buy things a lot more than you probably would be at home at you're doing that at home than you would be in the office why did you give me that look of judgment when you made that comment because i know stories of folks who have bought things that they didn't need online at work <laughs> those folks being folks in this room <laughs> maybe and and others <laughs> either way if you do our, our shopping online tip number six is to give yourself a purchase pause wait like 48 hours before you actually click the buy and send me button or you know you can even do this in, in a brick and mortar store right if you, if you if you have this urge when you're walking out of the store to buy an item and you're like you know what i'm gonna give myself 24 or 48 hours to make really decide if I want that purchase. 24 to 48 hours, you might not actually want that purchase. And if you're doing this online, we've shared this many times before, but if you save that in your cart for too long, sometimes you'll get a discount either from the platform or from the product maker that can give you a discount on that product. So if you absolutely really want it, 
a little bit of patience might give you a discount. All right. Number seven, scrub your social media feeds. <laughs> so <laughs> this is this one is probably harder for for a lot of folks, right? We get, I think data shows that we're spending anywhere between two and a half to three hours a day on social media and the average American is. And social media now is proliferated with ways in which we can spend, whether that's the actual apps themselves encouraging us to buy other items through the app, like games and things like that, or it's the social media, actual social media individuals on social media who are trying to encourage us to buy, you know, if you need to unfollow influencers who are constantly hawking junk that you don't need. I I don't personally follow Kylie Jenner, but there's a reason why companies will spend millions of dollars for Kylie to post one single post. And that's because people buy what Kylie is hawking. And I think that we all have to be careful. Who are we following? What are they trying to get us to purchase? Ask ourselves, is this something that I'm purchasing because they're telling me to, or because I really want to, or because I really need to? And I think, you know, we're LGBTQ friendly here and we love our drag queens, but you have to be honest, if, if you're following a drag queen who's constantly selling you things and you're actually buying things that they're hawking, you might need to unfollow them. We definitely want to support them, but you also need to take care of yourself first. You can't give unless your cup runneth over. Right. Um, and that's kind of what we're addressing here. We want to make sure your cup runneth over so you can give and give and give wholeheartedly. Right. RuPaul and Trixie are millionaires. For a reason. For a reason. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you can do is also uh, on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know about other social media apps, but Facebook and Instagram specifically, you can hide certain ads. And oftentimes the those platforms are asked why you've hidden that ad. And you can help sort of maybe structure the types of content that you see on your on your Facebook or Instagram feeds to help you a little bit better. Tip number eight is to use a budgeting app or an expense tracker. Sometimes they're one and the same. Apps that we've talked about in the past that we like and a lot of our clients use include Mint, YNAB, and Good Budget, just to name a few. So find whatever works for you and, and use that. We and the members of our credit card payoff course still live and die by our spending analysis. It's an old school Excel spreadsheet, but it still does the job and it always highlights those outliers that were like, oh, I didn't know I was spending so much money in that category <laughs> because without actually tracking your spending, it's hard to see exactly where the bleed is coming from. So use whatever tools make sense for you. And those are just a few to consider. Yeah. And you can get a basic one of the spending analysis in the credit card debt slasher toolbox. That's on debtfreeguys.com. I forgot about that. And then finally, number nine, I think this is probably really important. If you give every dollar a job, then you know exactly what you want to spend your money on. You know exactly where that money needs to go. And what's interesting is when you do that, you set aside money for the things that are important to you, as well as money for the future. And I think that's one of the big reasons why people want to stop spending money on things that are unnecessary is because they know they're not necessarily putting aside money for the things that are important, not only today, but also tomorrow. Yeah, most people know either exactly what, how much money they're going to get every pay period or have a, at least a ballpark estimate that's pretty accurate of what they're going to get every pay period. And the idea there is to know exactly where every penny is going from paying off bills to putting money towards emergency savings or even putting money in, towards, in a fund that allows you to sort of spend money on, on whatever you want, just, just for the, the fund account. But be very strategic with how every, where every dollar goes and you're less likely to spend 
egregiously on things you don't really want. Yeah. I think one of the important kind of budgeting methodologies that is really important with this one is to do the net zero budgeting. And that basically means that when you know how much money you're going to get, you know what your paycheck is, you basically spend all of that money in every single category. So you're going to spend all your money on all the bills that you have to pay first. And then as John mentioned, you set aside money in those various categories and make sure you do have a fun money category. Having a fun money category allows you to spend a little bit of money, but not egregiously on things that don't necessarily matter or value to a great degree. And if you keep that amount small, then you get more money to spend on the things that are important to you, which truly gives you more satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to recap, how to stop spending money unnecessarily, one, be clear on your financial goals. Two, use science in your favor and don't let it manage you. Use only cash. Remove digital wallet apps from your phone and credit card and PayPal information from websites. Don't grocery shop when you're hungry and don't shop online at night. <laughs> Give yourself a purchase pause, scrub social media feeds, use the budgeting expense tracker or budgeting app, and then give every dollar a job. Now, stay tuned for your criminy takeaway. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Here's your criminal takeaway from this episode. Start following any number of these nine tips that we shared today and put that money away into your Capital One 360 performance savings account or another arm's length away emergency savings account. Since we know that a lot of folks are saying that that's one of the things that they wanted to change. Watching that account grow will be as motivating as any of these other things that we shared today. Exactly. Then join us this Thursday for our next Micro Queer Money on the Motley Fool Debt for Guys LGBTQ Plus Money Study. Finally, join us next Tuesday for a regular episode when we talk about seven LGBTQ Plus money myths and how to overcome them. Thank you and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.